He may be a degenerate, but he's our degenerate. Nonsense. I've not yet begun to defile myself. The Adam Crowley Show on ESPN Pittsburgh. There was a naked man running around Pittsburgh yesterday. They caught a naked man running on the south side today. They are different people. There are now multiple nudes running around Pittsburgh. Some could say oodles of noodles. You found the Crowley Show or your mom listens and you should too. 412-922-2874 is the number to call. Or you can join the cast of dozens and follow me on Twitter at underscore Adam Crowley. If you're a Penguins fan and you had any other feeling other than disgust when the Washington Capitals won the cup last night, you're a crappy Penguins fan. You had to be angry. You had to not like it. That cup is ours. For the last 726 days, the Penguins have been the defending Stanley Cup champions. And now for the past, I don't know, 18 hours, the Washington Capitals have been the Stanley Cup champions. I'm not going to sit here and wax poetic about how Alexander Ovechkin deserves it. I'm not going to talk about how Tom Wilson plays a tough game and because of that, the Capitals won the Cup. I'm not going to congratulate Braden Holpe. No, I'm petty, and you should be too. These are the Washington Capitals. They knocked your Penguins out. And now, finally, they're not the bug to the Penguins' windshield. Finally... They've got some ground to stand on in this rivalry. And yes, it makes the rivalry better. But it also makes being a Penguins fan a little less fun. It does. Going to Caps games, watching the Penguins beat the Capitals, and then jumping up and down on the steps, that's our thing. That's what we do. Penguins fans taking over the stairs and the arena in Washington is as much a part about being a Penguins fan as complaining about the referees. It's what we do. It's who we are. And now, there won't be any Penguins fans there anymore. Because a bunch of new Capitals fans were born last night. A lot of new Capitals fans have been born over the course of this adventure that they've all gone on. It's a hell of an effort. It's a really good team. They played a great system. Barry Trotz did a good job. Alexander Ovechkin played really well. Evgeny Kuznetsov was brilliant. Devontae Smith-Pelly suddenly became a great hockey player. They deserve credit. They earned it. But I ain't going to be happy about it. And you sure as bleep shouldn't be either. Screw all that. You know who's happy today? Mia Khalifa. That sucks. Like she does. You know who's happy today? Britt McHenry. I hate it. There's now room on my Olympic podium of hate. The Flyers have for a long time been the only team at the top. Well, now the Capitals clinch a little closer. Inch a little closer. They're true peers of the Pittsburgh Penguins. And yes, Penguins fans, you can spare me the we've won five, they've won one. Crosby's won three, Ovechkin's won one. Yeah, I know that. Everyone knows that. But today, right now, there's one champion in hockey, and it's them, and it's not you. Part of me died last night. Part of my soul. 
Yeah, TJ Oshie cried. A woman showed her breasts. Those were heartwarming moments, both of them alike. But I'm not going to shed a tear of joy for Alexander Ovechkin. I'm not going to shed a tear of joy for Tom Flippin' Wilson. Not going to be happy for Brooks Orpik, who since he's gone there has been a douche. Running over guys like Ole Mata. Matt Niskanen hit Sidney Crosby up in the head. I'm not going to be happy for those guys. And if you are, because you say you're a well-rounded hockey fan, you're a woke hockey fan, you're doing it because you want to pander. You're doing it because you want to seem enlightened. And you're not a true Penguins fan. That's right. We're going right for the sports radio cliche today. If you root for Washington, if you're happy for Washington, you ain't a Penguins fan. I know the national media loves the Crosby versus Ovechkin debate. Who's better, Crosby or Ovechkin? And it's been the topic of conversation on Canadian Airwaves for a decade and a half now. Crosby the last couple of years winning the Stanley Cup twice and winning the Conn Smythe twice distanced himself from Alexander Ovechkin, but now you're starting to see some people come out and say, hey, maybe they are peers. Maybe Alexander Ovechkin is better than Sidney Crosby. You now it's mostly coming from Capitals fans. It's like when Peyton Manning finally won his first Super Bowl and people said, well, you see, all he needed was the one, and we can now say that he is as good as Tom Brady. Mm. 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 No. Sidney Crosby's won more. Sidney Crosby's got more points per game. Sidney Crosby's more decorated. Ovechkin scores goals. He's flashy, but let's not revisit that conversation. In fact, why don't we have this conversation? Who's the better Russian player? Ovechkin or Malkin? Malkin's won the Conn Smythe once. He's 14th in the history of the game in points per game. Ovechkin's 22nd all-time in points per game and won the Conn Smythe. Bam! I won the argument. Suck on that, Washington. How do you like it? Just for comparison's sake, Sidney Crosby's won the Consmite twice, cup three times. He's seventh in points per game. Ovechkin won the Consmite once. He's 20th in points per game. Uh, Ovechkin's a hell of a playoff performer, 37th all-time in points per game, but Crosby's eighth. There's no comparison as far as I'm concerned between those two, and I'd rather have Evgeny Malkin. I would rather have Evgeny Malkin on my team than Alexander Ovechkin. Now, call me a homer all you want. And I'm guessing most of the national media and international media would disagree with me there, but I'm taking the guy who plays a more impactful position, center, the guy who has a better two-way game, and a guy who has scored more points per game than Alex Ovechkin in his career. Ovechkin's great. I don't want to take anything away from him. I really don't. I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to pretend like he's not one of the greatest players of our era, and I don't want to pretend like he's not one of the better players of all time. But that being said... To me, he's not even the best Russian player of all time. I don't want to take anything away from him, but I'm going to take that away from him. I know what I just did. Don't you worry about me. I want the player who's going to play 200 feet, and I realize that Ovechkin did that a lot in the playoffs, but a winger, by definition, just is not as valuable as a center. Doesn't have the same kind of responsibilities. Doesn't have to play the same two-way game. Doesn't have to play defense in all corners of the ice. Yeah, take care of his side, and that's it. Damn, I'm mad. Uh, My soul got eaten. 
412-922-2874. Josh Yoey's going to join us coming up in about 13 minutes here on the Crowley Show. I had a buddy who was a Capitals fan who texted me last night, and he said, oh, the weight made it that much sweeter. How the hell it did. The weight made it sweeter? No, winning is sweet. No matter how long you have to wait for it, it's sweet. There's nothing better than being victorious. That's the best. But here's the deal. When I lost my virginity, oh, it's great. This is amazing. But you know what? Out of the thousands and thousands and millions of times that I've had sexual conquests, that was the worst one. Terrible. You don't know what the hell you're doing. When you win the Stanley Cup, after years of waiting, you put it up on a pedestal, and it's amazing. But you want to win it a bunch. To me, it's the number of times you win it. Not waiting a long time so that you finally get that sweet release. Well, it's been 14 years we've been waiting for Ovechkin. Now that we finally won it, it's awesome. Yeah, I'm happy that I didn't have to wait that long for Sidney Crosby to win it. I'm happy that happened in 2009. And then you take some time off, do it a couple more times. You know what? It felt great every damn time. Every time it felt great. And it keeps getting better and better. You want to know why? Because you're collecting trophies, because you're collecting rings, because you're putting up banners. Now, I realize Washington does that anyway. You're putting up real banners. Hey, you feel good about it. And you get better at the whole celebration. I mean, the entire thing. You know how many beers to bring. You know what coolers to pack. You know who you want with you. Like the first couple parades, it's kind of tough to get through. You're feeling your way through. But you, by the third, you got it nailed down. You got it nailed down. Yeah. It's, so, I mean, anybody who says, hey, waiting was so sweet means that they sucked for a long yes. time. Yes. That's exactly what it trained. I had to wait so long and it's that much sweeter. No, you sucked for a yeah, long time it, and now you don't. It's not sweeter at all. Yeah, you just don't suck anymore. Yeah, right. Uh, all of a sudden, you are achieving what you were supposed to achieve since the moment that Alexander Ovechkin put on that purple capital sweater back in the day. And you're going to tell me that now it's worth it for him to have had his team underachieving for all those years? Now, let me make this clear. It wasn't all his fault, but... The team had underachieved. President's Trophy, President's Trophy, President's Trophy, win the division, win the division, and bounce in the second round every damn freaking year, except for the years that they were bouncing the first, and then they finally went. Hey, Adam, you remember all those times that we underachieved? Wasn't that awesome? Oh, so great, man. So cool. Oh, it was awesome. Wouldn't trade it for anything. Yeah, do you remember how I was a 40-year-old virgin just so that I could be <laughs> better at the end? Uh, just so I could be better when I'm 40 and finally getting after it. Give me a break. Oh, it was so sweet. It's delicious now. No, it's not. That's stupid. It's idiotic. It's ridiculous. Although, now Washington is no longer one of the worst sports franchises, or worst sports franchise cities of all time. That still is. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, one championship doesn't <laughs> I mean, change all that. They got a cup, but yeah, they'll use that as an excuse. Yeah. At least they won't have to have the drought. Meanwhile, you look at some other cities. Cleveland, ah, basketball, doesn't count LeBron James. I mean, <laughs> write that one off. Nice hairline. Yeah, nice hairline. 55 years for San Diego, 53 years for Buffalo, 28 years for Cincinnati. If you're looking at team towns with three teams or more, the droughts aren't all that long after those first two. I mean, Cincinnati, 28 years, though, I suppose is my entire lifetime. So I guess it it's is. a long time. I guess it is long. It is a drought. It does hurt. But you know what? It'll be great on the backside when Cincinnati finally wins oh, something. Oh, there's years of waiting. Oh, man. Oh, man. It's, uh, look, it's due. It's well, coming. Well, let me ask you this. For Pirates fans, you know, the 2013 wild card was awesome. It was amazing because you had waited for so long. But wouldn't you rather have just 
had more of those instead. I mean, going to AFC championships in the mid 2000s. Uh, in the early 2010s, I mean, it was almost a, a, and really even before that, in the early 2000s and the 90s, I mean, you're a Steelers fan. You're advancing in the playoffs to the AFC Championship game almost every other freaking year. Uh, that is sweet. Uh, having to wait so that you can finally celebrate and put the banner up, eh, that ain't exactly, that ain't exactly worth it for me. I'm a West Virginia fan, and if they ever do win a championship, they, I mean, they're not, they're not, they're not going to. It's gonna feel good, but like every terrible loss is gonna have outnumbered the championship moments by a thousand to one. And it's not the way I want my franchise to be. It's not. Unfortunately, you don't choose the ones you love, right? It's so cute that you think they might win a national. Oh, they don't. No, I said it last week. I said they're never gonna win one. But if they do, well, I mean, it'll be fun. Hope's alive. Yeah, exactly. Is Malkin better than Ovechkin, though? Would you rather have Malkin than Ovechkin, Pittsburgh? 412-922-2874. I put it up on my Twitter poll, at underscore Adam Crowley. It is the unsponsored Twitter poll. Also, we are educating you on countries from throughout the world that will be partaking, their soccer teams will, in the World Cup. We are on Group E today. We are going to root for one. Because the United States, well, they did what Ovechkin and the Capitals have done for the last 13 years, and that's underachieved. We have Costa Rica, Serbia, Switzerland, and Brazil. Although now in my Twitter poll, I see it's Costa Rico. Oh, I, no. I made it a male country instead of a female country. Pittsburgh seems to think Malkin's the better player. 64% of you right now say Malkin, 36% say Ovechkin. And, and I am curious, though, on the opinions of yins and really those of you who aren't yins because i don't know if i have penguins blinders on but i value centers more and statistically yeah he doesn't add up in the goal department but mulkin still scores a bleep ton of goals and he adds up on a points per game level more than alex and ovechkin one thing ovechkin does have though in his hat over both crosby and mulkin is durability i mean the guy never freaking gets hurt and there's something to be said for being there every night. That does make you more valuable. I'll ask Josh Joey about that and more when we come back. It's Crowley Show. Coming up in a little bit, we will tell you about the worst baseball player of all time. I'm not exaggerating. You're going to want to stick around for that. Josh Yoey of The Athletic is going to be joining us shortly here on the show. I did one of my least favorite things in sports radio in the first segment because even I bite sometimes. Ovechkin just won the cup. How do I make it local? How can I take something away from him? Oh, let me compare him to Malkin and Crosby. That's not fair. It's not fair what I just did. It's not particularly nice what I just did either, but I did it. I'm not going to apologize. Here's the reality, though, for Penguins fans who are going to flaunt the five championships in the face of Capitals fans and say, oh, we've won it five times, you've won one, Crosby's got three, you've won one. Man, we'd be living in the now. Like, if I cheat on my wife, and this is totally hypothetical, obviously, I'd have been with her a lot more times than the person that I cheated on her with. My wife's still going to be pissed about that time because it happened in the now. It happened in the present. And yes, maybe that is a stretch of an analogy, <laughs> but it's about 
right now. Love the one you're with, and I can't say the Penguins are Stanley Cup champions. FYI, the Ravens have won more one more recently than the Steelers, too. Yeah, just piss everyone off. Josh Joey joins us now from the Athletic. Hello, Josh. Feeling a worked up today. What's that? You're a little worked up today. I am That's worked right. up today, and here's why. Because part of my soul's dead, yo. Oh, God, I'm sorry. I know. I know. Look, the Capitals won the Stanley Cup, and I'm not happy about it. I get why people would say, Ovechkin, he's one of the greats of all time, and it's fitting that he wins a championship. But as a Penguins fan, I don't think I should be happy for him. I really don't. Well, I agree. I see there's this big uh, sentiment on Twitter like, eh, you know, Ovi deserved to get one. Like, oh, I mean, I guess. But, uh, you know, it's, you know, it's it's kind of an old school thing where fans just uh, don't ever want to see teams they hate win. Um, so yeah, you, you raise an interesting point there. Um, but fans seem to have changed over the years. I don't know. I think there's some fans who want to be the worldly wise fan. Exactly. And say, well, but this is okay because you know, yeah, I'm okay with fans who just flat out hate teams. I'm fine with that. Hell yeah, and and I think that's part of sports. I really do. Rivalries are, are, are so crucial. I also think it's a little bit of a defense mechanism, Josh, uh, where Penguins fans can say, oh, I'm not upset. Uh, I'm happy for Ovechkin. He gets his one, when in reality they're probably burning with deep hatred inside. I would imagine so. Um, I'm trying to think what it's going to be. Now Penguins fans can say, well, you guys want a cup, but you, you beat an expansion team, so sh- there should be an asterisk beside that, perhaps. That's true. Um, and- maybe along those lines. I don't know. But there, it was kind of anticlimactic, wasn't it, last night? Uh, you, just, you, you could just feel it that the, there was no way they weren't going to win that game. And even if when the game shifted to the third period, even if Vegas had held on to the lead and won the game, at no point did I ever feel like they were the better team. At any point. And even in game one, I mean, it was helter-skelter, and uh, they're lucky to have not been swept, frankly. Yeah, I think we all maybe were guilty of perhaps not understanding just how much better the Eastern Conference was than the Western Conference, really, the last couple of seasons. Um, I think that played a role. But, yeah, I agree hmm. with you. I was thinking to myself in the third period of that game last night. It was a great game. I was thinking, man, even if Vegas holds on, there's no way they're winning three straight against this yeah. team. Uh, you you could just feel it. And it would have been fun, I guess, to see how the Caps would have handled the pressure if it would have gone back to Washington for game six. But uh, clearly they have uh, developed a little bit of resolve over the last few years. Uh, they're not the choking capitals that they once were. That That is pretty clear at this point. No, they're not. And... Here's a thing that I haven't heard discussed very often. The Capitals could have easily won either of the last two series against the Penguins. They could be uh, having won two out of three or two in a row championships, to be honest. No, there's no question. Uh, I remember I actually picked the Penguins to beat the Capitals this year, but in doing so, I, I recall saying, perhaps on this very show, that let's not act like these series were routes. I mean, those were classic hard fought series. It really couldn't have gone another way. If Nick Benino doesn't win that game in overtime, who knows what happens in Game 7 in Washington. And If Flurry doesn't stop Ovechkin with the knob of his stick in Game 7 last year and it's a tie game, who knows? I, you know, the, the, Those series really were that close. 
And you know what? Maybe they're not done having great series. Would anybody be shocked if they meet in the second round again next year? I know I wouldn't. No, let's buy the tickets now. It's happening. I mean, I'm telling you right now, we are going to see Washington-Pittsburgh second round. It is a date. Josh Yoey, the athletic, joining us here on the Crowley Show. I thought Barry Trotz did a really good job these playoffs, and I've been very hard on Barry Trotz, as have a lot of people. Uh, but the way that they attacked on the counterattack, uh, they set up that picket fence at the blue line, and they just allowed their offensive talent uh, to take the puck the other way. And then if that's not working, at least they played good enough defense where you knew their power play was going to be successful. Uh, I think it was a really smart move for Barry Trotz to go into such a defensive system as he did. Yeah, I agree with you. I would love to see a final tally of how many odd man rushes the Capitals had you know, man. for and against in the playoffs. It would be incredible. Incredible. I remember thinking in the Columbus series, like, God, they've had like seven two-on-ones. Columbus hasn't had any. I know in the Penguin series it was dramatically slanted. Um, no, they, they played like a well-coached team, didn't they? They did. I mean, they, everything they did, they they were so poised. They didn't really take chances. And even when you look at the Penguin series, that was the one thing that I think was driving everyone nuts about the Penguins. They were just pinching constantly and taking so many chances. And when you do that, you know, against a good team, you're going to risk giving up a lot. That's exactly what happened. So, no, it was a very controlled style of play from the Capitals. And you have to give them credit. They just did everything exactly right. Better player, Malkin or Ovechkin? Um, boy, I know what you're getting at because now all the talk is, is Ovechkin the greatest Russian player of all time? Yeah. Um, <laughs> People are going to say Ovechkin. Uh, Falcon is the better all-around player. Um, he can beat you in different ways. It's so hard to pick one guy over the other. Um, but Ovechkin, I think, is probably the second greatest goal scorer of all time behind Omo Mario. And he's always going to be remembered as the best Russian player of all time, whether he is or not. Right. I still think Malkin is the better overall player if you take both of them. And, and even if you... If Take Crosby out of the equation. I think you win more with Malkin. I really believe that. But you cannot ignore Ovechkin's consistency. He's the most consistently great goal scorer ever. I will say that every year he just does it again and again from the same spot on the ice. It doesn't matter. There's never been anyone quite like him. That power play is automatic. It it <laughs> it just is. Uh, I my, my wife laughed because. When Ovechkin scored from the circle, as he always does, or I guess it was inside the circle and uh, kind of off the angle a little bit, When before the puck even left the stick on the pass, I said goal. And then she chuckled, and I just said, there's nothing you can do. Just, there's nothing you can do. And if they take him away, then oh, she's sitting in the slot, and they're switching places with Carlson. I hope that son of a bitch goes somewhere else. I, I, don't, I don't want that guy on their power play anymore. <laughs> That's why your wife never cheated on me as a preface my thing, first of all. Um, <laughs> just in case she's listening and she heard you 10 minutes earlier, I just wanted to throw that out there. Thank you. Uh, this is a very loyal husband we're talking about here. But anyway, um, they're, uh, you know, I was watching their power play last night thinking, as great as the Penguins' power play is, like, how is this power play not number one in the league every year? It's incredible. And it really backs him. The guy who makes it go, he's such a genius with the puck. Uh, he does these no-look passes, and, and he has three options at all times. So, you know, the drill, you've got Ovi in his spot, you've got Oshi in the slot, and you've got Carlson with that big bomb at the, at the blue line, and they can all score. 
they all have lethal shots. So Ovechkin obviously is in his own world, but the other two are so dangerous. So you always hear people say, well, how do you leave Ovi so wide open all the time? You know where he's going to be. Well, okay, you can you can shoot over to him all you want, and then you're leaving those two guys open. And Baxter is so adept at finding them at the exact precise moment that he needs to, and he's always right on the money with those passes. It's a brilliantly designed power play. And, and by the way, since we're talking about the Cavs' power play, Full credit to Todd Reardon, who coaches that power play, and he also coaches their defensemen. And how good were the Capitals' defensemen in the playoffs, and how good was that power play? I think he's going to be a head coach uh, sooner rather than later, whether it be in Washington or elsewhere. How close are the Penguins to beating Washington? How about that question? The reverse of what the question usually is. I mean, they took them to six, obviously, and it went to overtime in game six, but the Penguins did not look all that impressive in that hockey game, and perhaps the Penguins did just simply run out of gas, but uh, if both teams remain as constructed, and let's say Carlson and Trotz go back there, I mean, is, is it just another coin flip series, I suppose, in the second round next year? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I do think a real summer off for the Penguins is going to do wonders. Um, I think they're basically the same. You, you can pick one or the other, and it's not wrong. But I don't think John Carlson's coming back, I will say that. Uh, I'm really, really surprised if he does. And that's a big deal. He's their guy on the blue line. Uh, he's the guy who plays 28 minutes a night who runs the power play for them. I think they're going to lose him, and I think that's a big deal for do. But, yeah, I think we're going to see this a few more times in the playoffs in the next five years. I really believe that. And, um it's that even. It has been for years. There's always been this perception that, oh, they can't beat the Penguins, they can't beat the Penguins. Well, sure they can. And they finally did, but it's not like they didn't come close before. These are just two great teams, probably the two best franchises in the last four or five years, really. And, um, no, there, there's a couple of more great series coming. I don't think there's any question. And until we see what happens this summer, it's hard to say for sure, but... I don't think either team is going anywhere for a little while. No, they're not. And isn't that funny, the way that this has all gone down? Uh, I had Emily Kaplan from ESPN on whenever Washington was down 2-0. We were talking about, okay, time to start selling everyone. Time to totally rebuild this thing. Let's see where it goes. And, I mean, they are here to stay for a little while. Kuznetsov's 26 years old. He's signed through the middle of the 2020s. Uh, Backstrom's around. Ovechkin's around. That guy didn't look like he's slowing down at all. Braden Holpe, one of the best goaltenders in the National Hockey League. The rivalry, if anything, Josh, is, is going to it's going to reach that now legit, legendary, bird, magic-type status. We've been waiting for this. Uh, Crosby, Malkin, it's been billed as this great rivalry, and now... If these two teams are meeting every damn year in the second round and both teams are going to have a cup or multiple, I mean, that's just going to add to this legend. You know, it's funny. When they met in 2009 and had that great series, now that was it. That was supposed to be the year when they met all, every single year and it was going to be this incredible rivalry, right. and it didn't happen. It's remarkable that they went seven years without playing each other in the postseason. It really is, and, and frankly, both teams were a fault. In, in different years, uh, to make sure that that didn't, didn't happen. But yeah, it's like three years in a row now, and I don't see it stopping anytime soon. I would guess in the next five years, we'll see it at least two or three more times. And it is a real rivalry. Uh, people wanted to say it really wasn't because the Capitals never won. Well, they have. So if you want to 
find the positives in this. Um, it is a rivalry again, and it's a great one. And I'll be curious when the NHL schedule is released in a couple of weeks to see if the Penguins open up the season in Washington. I wouldn't be shocked at all if they open up in our nation's capital in early October. I think that would be fitting since the Capitals opened up here uh, a year ago and the Penguins had the cup on the ice. Why not? So it is a real rivalry, and it's a good thing for the sport. It really is because it's always great hockey when they play, and they're in their 30s now, Crosby and Ovechkin, but neither one is really showing any signs of slowing. So uh, hopefully we'll get a few good years out of it. It would be great. Well, and for as much flack as the NHL gets for a number of different things, you mentioned seven years in a row these two teams didn't play, and now with the way that it's set up in the division format, you're going to see it more often. And uh, if one of these two teams winning the championship, then, I mean, it really doesn't matter whether or not they play in the conference final. As You, you want to get it. You want to guarantee or at least guarantee that you can almost get this every year. And I think they got something right. Oh, I do, too. I don't give them a hard time over the playoff format. I'm kind of indifferent toward the format in general. But, yeah, you want those special matchups. And the earlier you can get them, who cares? I mean, really. And the Stanley Cup playoffs are just a two-month marathon. And as long as you get the matchup you're looking for, that's not a bad thing. And it's funny, I was thinking, you know, the NHL, I think, has been guilty for a long time of promoting the team concept almost too much at the detriment of stars. And look at the last three years now. You've had Ovechkin, Crosby, and Crosby be the compromise winner. Uh, the, the best players are winning the championships. That hasn't happened enough in hockey in the last 25 years. So it's finally happening, and, and whether it's coincidental or not, whether the NHL just stumbled upon it and got lucky or whatever, uh, it's a really good thing for the league. Well, you know what? We we live in such a right-now culture. Everything, you have uh-huh. to get your opinions out as the game's going on so that you can make sure that you aren't second you can say you weren't second guessing you were first guessing and opinions 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 live in the moment uh prisoner really of the moment but it, it does make more sense to evaluate players when their careers are done i mean there there's all the talk about ovechkin and crosby and their rivalry and for so long ovechkin disappointed and for uh, well not him but his teams and for a long uh-huh. period of time crosby's penguins disappointed and underachieved after they won the stanley cup in 2009 but now you can't say that about either of them. I mean, you win as many as you're supposed to win. It's not easy to win them. I mean, you, you win three. I mean, you're really not supposed to win more than that. Maybe Ovechkin's not done. At the end of his career, if he's racked up two or three, I think we're all going to look pretty damn stupid. Yeah, I mean, it's important to just enjoy what's going on, right? It's just like you always hear, oh, Jordan or LeBron, Jordan or LeBron. Like, who cares? Just enjoy the fact that LeBron puts up 35, 12, and 10 every night. No one else in the history of the game has done that. Um, yeah, you, you make a very valid point. And athletes are, I mean, listen, they're just greater under their 30s than they used to be. If you look at the history of hockey, Lemieux, Gretzky, Bobby Orr, they were all by far at their best in their early to mid-20s. They never won anything in their 30s. The three of those guys never won a cup in their 30s. Athletes are different nowadays, so yeah. the script hasn't really been written on these guys yet, entirely anyway. Obi's 32, since 30. Like, they've got a lot of great years left, and as sports fans and sports journalists, uh, we're all very lucky because these are rare players that don't come along very often. When your grandmother texted you and asked if Alex, or pardon me, if Phil Kessel is going to get traded, how did you reply? Well, it wasn't a text. I was sitting in her living room. Oh. <laughs> I, was, um, I, I was watching the game with my mom and grandma, 
And, you know, I'm watching the last minute. It's pretty intense. My mom's, like, flipping out. She's like, where's the clock? Like, they took the clock down. I'm like, like I, I don't know. I think there's shenanigans going on. But, you know, hopefully there will be some kind of great theater. And then there's silence, and my grandma says, well, are they going to trade Kessel or not? <laughs> I was like, I, think, I don't know. Like, then she does the whole, well, you cover the team, you should know. And I'm like, well, yeah, but Jim Rutherford, you know, he's like you. He's kind of an older person. He just, you know, sometimes a whim hits and they do something. I don't know. I said, I don't think it's going to happen, but stranger things have happened. Josh, appreciate the time as always, man. Thanks a lot, and we'll do it again soon, I hope. Draft's just around right. the corner. All right, buddy, you got it. Anytime. There he goes, Josh Yoey of The Athletic. Hey, Tom. Yes, Adam? You know what day it is. Hmm. Is it a Friday? It's Friday, bitches! But not just any Friday. It's a free movie Friday. (gasps) Are you ready to join the dream scheme? It's free movie Friday, thanks to our friends at Adam Tickets. And we want to hook you up with tickets to see Ocean's 8 in theaters today. It's the Adam Tickets app. It's got a star-studded cast that teams up to pull off the biggest heist of the century, just text BURGER, B-U-R-G-E-R, to A-T-O-M-1. That's Adam1 for your chance to win. Standard data and text message rates apply. Coming up next, we really should be evaluating players at the end of their careers. I mean, it's stupid to do otherwise. I'm going to turn the whole sports media landscape, including my first segment, on its head next. It's the Crowley Show. Attention citizens, just when you thought your fried chicken values were safe, Taco Bell's Naked Chicken Chalupa is back with a vengeance. This time it's joined by a new spicy wilder version, a.k.a. the Hot Daddy-O, a.k.a. the Flaming Phoenix, a.k.a. Saucy Shelly. So if Taco Bell offers you a hit of a new wild Naked Chicken Chalupa, a.k.a. the Spicy Chicken Choop Choop, say there's nothing boss about spicy sauce. Brought to you by the Council for Eating Fried Chicken the same way you always have and not Taco Bell. For a limited time at participating locations. Why have you been so freaking quiet today? Every day this week, we've been getting closer and closer to determining which team we are going to root for in the World Cup. And Snowflakes, I would like you to root along with us. So far, we got Uruguay, Portugal, Australia, Iceland. And today we determine out of Costa Rica, Serbia, Switzerland, or Brazil, which team we are going to root for from that group, or at least which team we're going to advance forward from that group, and then determine who we're going to root for from there. We'll get to Costa Rica coming up in a few minutes. Fun facts, things of that nature. But I was thinking earlier today about the Capitals winning the Stanley Cup and how they have perennially underachieved. And then it hit me, have they really underachieved, though? I mean, you look at the President's Trophy-laden teams that they had, the the rosters that they had of great players, and you think, yeah, they have underachieved. Years you win the President's Trophy, you're the best team in hockey, you should probably 
one out of two win the Stanley Cup, right? But Tom Brady's Patriots, they're one of the best teams in football every damn year. They've got one of the best quarterbacks of all time, and they wind up winning, what, five out of 18? 18 years Brady's been in the league. 18 years that guy's been slanging the rock, and they've won it five times. That's not a great percentage. But it's great in comparison to other quarterbacks who have played the game. It's great in comparison to any other franchises because it's hard to win championships. But all that being said, if at the end of Ovechkin's career he's won three, have they underachieved at all? No, you're not really supposed to win more than a couple. No one's guaranteed to win anything, but are you supposed to win multiple championships? How many teams win three championships, cores, throughout the history of sports? I mean, there are a handful, but the ones who have are legendary. We get all caught up in getting our opinion out there today, now, this second. We get all prisoner of the moment. And because of that, we have to make a snap judgment on a player's game, career, life, based on the moments that are in front of, right in front of our eyes. It becomes about the now as opposed to the macro. It becomes about the micro as opposed to the everything that this player is going to wind up having happen in their career. And I don't like it that way, man. I don't like having to say Alexander Ovechkin is a bum. He's a bum, he's a bum, he's a bum. He's never won it before. I hate that. Because you don't know what he's going to do. Peyton Manning was known as the guy who can't win a championship, but then he won two. Not a lot of quarterbacks have won two Super Bowls, but Peyton Manning has, so is he now the loser? No. Sidney Crosby and these Penguins were very close to being the quote-unquote Atlanta Braves of the 1990s. Everything that they had in front of them, and they only won one championship? Wow, underachievers. Even if you win one and you're supposed to win more, they can dub you underachievers, right? But if you think about it, you got to wait. You got to give it some time. Yeah, maybe the Penguins should have won in 2010. Maybe they should have won in 2012. Maybe they should have won in 2013. But, I mean, were they really supposed to win seven championships? I mean, was that really ever freaking possible? Is more than three really all that realistic? They might never win another one. Washington might not never win another one, but they might win next year. They might win another one a couple years from now. You just don't know. So to say, oh, they've underachieved, 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 it wasn't their time yet. wasn't their time. How can you have so many great franchises and great players and great teams over the course of a single decade and expect all of them to win? The Blackhawks are... A dynasty. They were a dynasty. The Penguins are still, I think, in the midst of what could be a hockey dynasty, certainly in the salary cap era. And Washington was supposed to be right there with them. In the meantime, you had L.A. win a couple of championships. You want to know why? Because there's a lot of parity in this league. There are a lot of good players. And it's a very difficult championship to win. Sure, you can lose four games in a round, but you also got to win, or three games in a round, but you also got to win four. You got to win 16 games to win the Stanley Cup. It is a grind, and you need bounces. Every series is fairly tight between good teams. Penguins caps this year, six games. Overtime of the sixth game. Last year, Penguins capital, seven games. 
two year or two years ago. Penguins, Capitals, six games, overtime. Nick Bonino. Multiple of those games went to OT. Go back to 2009. You had three OT games, and it went game seven. So when you're competing against great teams, dynastic teams, and you're supposed to be a dynasty, you can't all be winning every year. It's not possible. I was driving in after, was it Kansas that beat Duke in the Elite Eight to send him to the Final Four? And in one breath, the broadcasters were talking about how Coach K really should have won the title with that team. But in the next breath, they said, well, Bill Self has been underachieving. How the bleep can you expect them all to win at the same time? Uh, Beeline's a great coach. North Carolina's always in the conversation. Duke, Kansas, there are powerhouses in college basketball You can't expect them all to win every damn year. It's the same thing in hockey. You can't. You can't expect the Capitals to win every year. You can't expect the Penguins to win every year. You can't expect the Blackhawks to win every year. The Los Angeles Kings, they threw their hat in the fray. When it's all said and done, you count up what the teams did. You count up what the cores did. You count up what Crosby and Malkin did uh, as compared to Ovechkin, as compared to Kopitar. What did they do? Taves, Kane, what did they do? What did they accomplish? How many did they win? But every time you don't win the championship does not mean it was a colossal failure because only one team's going to win it. If you've won it multiple times in your career as a franchise, when you bring in cores and they win it multiple times, they deserve their due credit. And yeah, Ovechkin's been in the league for 14 years and there's been a lockout and there's been a half a lockout. There's still time yet for him. He's still scoring goals at an insane clip. He's still in the prime of his career. We don't need to write the story of Alex Ovechkin today. Just like we didn't need to write the story of Sidney Crosby in 2014. He's a bad leader. Well, why don't you wait till it's all said and done? Uh, I take that mindset a lot with series. When people say, oh, Crosby's not doing enough this series, well, wait until the series is over. Let's see if they win, because if they win, he'd have done enough. You don't need to bitch and moan and complain about what they haven't done in the now whenever you if you can look ahead in the future, can know he did enough to get the job done. All I'm saying is we got to be a little bit slower to react. Uh, all i got to say is you just got to wait and see at the end of these careers. When you look back through the record books, when you look back on the Stanley Cup and you see what names are engraved, that's really what matters, not the here and now. 412-922-2874. Let's learn about Costa Rica. <laughs> On September 8th, 1502, Christopher Columbus became the first European recorded to land in Costa Rica. He took refuge just off the coast between that tiny Uvita Island and the current port of Limon. Wow. Yeah. True patriot, that guy. Yeah. Was it 1492 that he sailed the ocean blue? Correct. So this was after that. Yes. By 10 years. Hmm. Costa Rica has a 96% literacy rate. For rural areas where children can't make it to school, lessons are taught over a national radio station. Very nice. How about that? Costa Rican women do not take their husband's last name when they get married. Oh. Yeah, they keep their maiden name for life along with their mother's maiden name. They have two names. Two names. Costa Rica's deadliest snake is the ground-dwelling fertile ants. 
a 9.8 foot long pit viper that accounts for more than 80% of the country's fatal snake bites. That's fairly specific. 9.8 feet. And it can't get to 10? I mean, grow a little bit. Costa Rica is the second largest exporter of bananas in the world after Ecuador. Costa Rica established its armed forces, pardon me, abolished its armed forces in 1949 and has no standing military. However, the country still maintains a small force to enforce laws and assist with foreign peacekeeping. Seems safe. Costa Rica's basilisk, a small semi-aquatic lizard, has been given the nickname Jesus Christ Lizard due to its habit of rearing onto its hind legs and appearing to run across the surface of the water when alarmed. The Jesus Christ Lizard. I hear it's a superstar. Coming up next, to talk about sports media and how we view players and careers, it's Chris Adamski of the Trib. It's a Crowley Show. Well, that grass isn't going to cut itself. I'll be outside. Wait, you're mowing the lawn in that? What? In your one-piece riding leathers? Yeah. Because you might fall off the push mower? Hmm, you're right. I should probably wear my helmet, too. Not what I meant. It's hard to be without your bike, so do something easy and protect it with Progressive Motorcycle Insurance. With basic policies as low as $75 a year, you'll be back on the road in no time. Visit Progressive.com to quote today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company Affiliates. Annual premium for basic liability policy not available in all states. So they say the basilisk is the Jesus Christ lizard, but I thought the basilisk was the giant snake that if you stare into its eyes, you die. What movie is that from? It's from a book, Harry Potter in the... Those were books? Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Those were books before the movies? Yeah, Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. There was a big old Chamber of Secrets down in the bathroom. Yeah, I saw the movie. Yeah, Moaning Mortal was sitting on the toilet dropping a deuce and she got killed by the basilisk. I don't think they were 